When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. I'm Wajahad Ali. And Waj, there is so much going on. So we're going to break things up on this show, this episode, very clearly. We're going to start with our domestic issues and crises and move right on overseas to our international crises. Um, so here we are. Uh, right now, uh, at the end of last week, we had the 1-6 commission, right? The bipartisan mm. January 6th commission. Uh, file bipartisan co- because of two Republicans of two, that are on it. Not, you know, not the- Liz Cheney. Right. The two that were kicked out of their own party and censured. <laughs> yeah, li- literally censured by their own party, Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. And Adam Kinzinger now is not rerunning. And Liz Cheney has been uh, the the House GOP said, yeah, we're not going to support her. So they're basically kicked out of the GOP for simply trying to preserve our democracy from a violent insurrection. Please continue. Yes. So with that background, the entire committee um, has conducted over 500 interviews. Right. I believe it's at Mm -hmm. 550 at this time. Um, thousands upon thousands of documents. And in the court filing that they had last week in California, which was to state essentially that through their um, interviews and through their research thus far, that it is possible that Donald Trump and John Eastman, his right-wing conservative attorney who came up with the PowerPoint presentation for the insurrection, that they actually are part of criminal activity. Because John Eastman, Mm. Right. Um, Donald Trump's one of Donald Trump's right wing Republican lawyers uh, has stated that he's not going to give over any documentation because that it is under uh, attorney client privilege. Well, attorney client privilege only holds up if a crime hasn't actually been committed. And so and also right. if there's actually actually if the, he is the client, because I don't think that Donald Trump signed the document. Right. Donald Trump doesn't sign documents, yeah, just like go. a good mobster. He doesn't <laughs> sign documents, doesn't send emails, only talks on the phone, right? Probably no FaceTime either for the for the sheer fact that somebody could do facial recording. This dude ate documents in the White House. Literally <laughs> swallowed them. I just, like he's a I mean, muppet. The, 74 million people voted for a guy who's... <laughs> can you imagine like... uh. President Trump, we have to. We're there's the there's a president of. Are you 
are you eating a document right now? He goes, one second, almost finished. Hold on. <laughs> okay, let me finish. Okay, got it. That was tasty, delicious. All right, let's take the phone call. I mean, what do we think? So here's the thing. The 1-6 Commission has done all of the heavy lifting that the Department of Justice right. under Merrick Garland has done none of, as far as we know, right? Um, supposedly, when there are investigations and things that are rolling, the Department of Justice is not always uh, forthcoming with what they are doing. But we know that that place has more leaks than a Home Depot. So what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out here is, is, do you think that upon recommendation from the 1-6 Commission— that Merrick Garland, with all of this evidence in front of him, is going to actually do the right thing and begin an indictment, an investigation, criminal investigation into Donald Trump, John Eastman, and every single person that was a part of building up the 1-6 insurrection. You know, if John Eastman and Mark Meadows and Donald Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar and Mo Brooks and Ginny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, who helped fund the buses who came to the violent insurrection. If they were black and had some crack on them. Mm -mm. Yes. Like maybe if maybe if we can find some crack sprinkled on some of them uh, and if they were a quote unquote urban and from the, the urban cities, then we would have a war. We would declare a, the Justice Department would declare a war on treason, a war on terrorism, a war on violent insurrection. However, if history is our guide, Danielle, mm -hmm. now I'm thinking the first thing I thought about when you were asking this question was Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford, President Ford, pardoned Nixon. Nixon lived a pretty good life afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know, went on the talking circuit, wrote a couple of books, was seen as a diplomat, you know, opening up relations with China and that whole Watergate thing and, you know, the, the failed war and, you know, the lies and Henry Kissinger and war crimes. Yeah. And then you see, well, Robert Mueller, very tough when Robert Mueller was the uh, head of the FBI post 9-11, surveilled Muslims, you know, cracked down on them. The FBI apparently did like all these interviews with innocent Muslims, you know, you had tough on crime, war on terror. But when it came to the Mueller investigation, where he outlined numerous examples of obstruction of justice, which is a crime, mm -mm. eh, he kind of just punted. He kind of punted to Congress to do the right thing because he didn't want to interfere. He didn't want to tip the scales. He was an institutionalist, right? And then when you see uh, Bill Barr, when he was the attorney general mm. of uh, uh, Donald Trump, he was his hatchet man. We talked about this last right. week with Ellie. He went like across the world to try to find information about this bullshit, like, you know, conspiracy theories where Ukraine apparently was interfering in the elections and not Russia. And there were the servers and all this BS. And he came out and said that we're looking at Antifa and BLM during the protests against the murder of George Floyd, but not a single word against white supremacist terrorism. And we also have a whistleblower during the Trump administration who came out and said they deliberately downplayed white supremacist terrorism and upplayed Antifa. And yet no one talks about white supremacist terrorism and more domestic terror threat in America. All this is a very nice way of saying that I do not have much confidence in Merrick Garland as an institutionalist, as an old white man holding the institution or those in, in part, of the, part of the institution accountable for this violent insurrection that deliberately tried to overthrow a free and fair election. I am very skeptical like you and Ellie. That's where so, I'm at. How I about mean, you? I mean, Waj, but here's the thing. How can you say 
not you, but Merrick Garland. How can Merrick Garland say that he is an institutionalist, that he is somebody that believes in process and procedures and Mm. that no one, right? Because this is the best line of all Democrats. No one is above the law. But then when but then when given a mountain of evidence against a former president of the United States and all of his henchmen. Right. Then Mm. you're going to turn the other way and say, oh, well, this is too sticky. And right now in the Hill, right, the Hill dot com political paper in Washington, D.C., you have Republicans threatening out loud that said that they will launch into a political war, which I'm confused because I didn't know what we were in right now. I thought we were already in war, but that they <laughs> no, will. this is bipartisan. Oh, this is, bi- this oh, is, this just, is what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. I had no idea yeah, yeah, yeah. that they will yeah. launch a full on political war because there is no way to pursue prosecution of Donald Trump because it would be solely politically motivated. But I'm confused because they pursued Ben Ghazi for I don't know how long and for how many millions of dollars and how many indictments did they come up with? Remind me. Mm, 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 zero. 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 Right. But the, but there was a movie. There was a movie made by Michael Bay. So there you go. A movie got made. <laughs> a movie got made. But when the Mueller report came down and after he was done with his investigation, how many indictments did come up from that investigation? Mm, mm, I think that mm, we were in like the donut. teens. You know, in terms of who was you had, you had Michael oh, yeah, Flynn, the Russians, the you Russians, had Russians, sorry. Yeah. you had uh, Roger Stone, you had all of these people who we recognized were in the pocket of Donald Trump that were committing crimes on his behalf, right? Right. And yet we allowed them to pursue Benghazi. Hillary Clinton sits there with like the the temperament of a nun. Right. As she is being uh, battered over the head for 11 hours. We knew that that was political motivation, but yet we didn't call it for what it was. And yet mm. right now they're waging threats. What what should Democrats well, can, be doing? Well, so can I. So I'm glad you mentioned Benghazi and also email gate. Right. Uh, let's not forget the emails, even though now we know <laughs> these guys are emailing also emailing, taking classified information home. Right. And the, eh, it looks like, the another, it's like a story that everyone forgot. You know, whatever. Yeah. That, that was last month's story, ladies and gentlemen, everyone forgot. Like, you know, like friggin' straight up classified information that should not have left the White House or just just chilling in Mar-a-Lago somewhere. Maybe, you know, him emailing folks, people just sending straight up like slideshows about how to do a coup, a memo. <laughs> saw, what, you like know, a literal like, PowerPoint. <laughs> Mark Meadows, Mark Meadows, when he when he started, when he actually did cooperate until he stopped, he's like, yeah, yeah, there was a slideshow about how to do a, a, a January 6th coup, right? So literally what we have here in 2015, Kevin McCarthy, who's the House Minority Leader, openly admitted that they did Benghazi and email gate to harm Clinton's chances for 2016. Mm-hmm. Let me repeat this, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. People forget that Kevin McCarthy openly admitted that they did this to harm her politically. All right. You have seen Ted Cruz, the guy who puts bacon on his assault rifle because he's a tough man who goes to Cancun during a crisis. He openly said, people forget this also, said it last month. We're going to impeach Biden once we get the house back. All right. He's telling you. Under what? Why under, are you impeach? Under what? 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 what what's... Nothing. No. no. No reason. We're just going to do it. Okay. okay. Got it. Because he's a socialist. He's a socialist, Marxist, homosexual, Muslim, <laughs> transgender, like advocate who, you know. You know who's woke and apparently decides to fund the police because of his wokeness, right? That that's how and because he comes from Scranton and talks about being a Christian. That's how that's how woke Joe Biden is. This man who's eight hundred years old, who's been in Congress for like two thousand years, 
the, the, you know, he's so woke and he's such an enemy of the white man, Joe friggin' Scranton Biden, that they're going to impeach him. Right. So now you have literally Mitch McConnell from 2009 onward to now saying openly, openly, we're going to make sure President Obama is a one term president. Right. That's my only goal as a senator of Kentucky. That's my only goal. Not health care, no, not roads, not, not jobs, public education. Nothing. Even when Biden gets elected, we're going to do everything to obstruct him. In the face of all this, Danielle, and this is just at the top of my head, Democrats should probably sit there and think, hmm, no matter what we do, we're dealing with bad faith actors who want to overthrow the friggin' democracy and install white minority rule. And no matter how much we try to play fair with these people, they are Lucy, we are Charlie, they're going to remove the football and laugh at us. We have power for the next, oh, I don't know, eight months. With the power that we have, we have the presidency, we have a 50-50 tie in the Senate, well, not anymore because Joe Manchin's probably a Republican, and we have the House. Let us flex our muscles. Let's flex our procedural skill. Let's do everything that we can to friggin' knock these mother efforts out or make it hurt just like they hurt us in advance of most likely our midterm loss. But what will the Democrats do instead, Danielle? Nothing. Do what they do what they <laughs> normally do, which is nothing. And here's the, the thing that troubles me about the situation that we're in. One, we, we went over the State of the Union last week, right? Joe Biden had an opportunity to bring up the insurrection, to remind the people, right, of that's this right, country, right. like exactly what went down in this chamber not too long ago. He had an opportunity yep. to do that, didn't, right? You have the 1-6 committee doing more work than the entirety of our Department of Justice in order to hold somebody accountable and responsible outside of the QAnon shaman for the insurrection, right? Who, by the way, was vegan and got his vegan meals in prison. So that's good to know. You know what? (laughs) Let me take a breath because when I think about that man... And his vegan needs. When I think about the D.C. district judges that, you know, wanted to all of a sudden talk about the conditions of D.C. jails that black and brown people have been locked up in that didn't have plumbing, that had rodents, all of these things. But now all of a sudden you have all of these white insurrectionists in there and the accommodations are just not right. Yeah, it's amazing. I and it's 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 good to be a white insurrectionist. It's good to be a white traitor. It's good to be a white institutionalist. It's good to be a white criminal. It's good to be a white refugee. Both things are not the same. We should help refugees. And I'm just mentioning that because now, unfortunately, there's 2 million Ukrainian refugees. But uh, America's fine. Doors are open for them. Uh, meanwhile, FU Haitian and Yemeni and Afghans, uh, black prisoners, brown prisoners, meh, throw away the key, you know, tough on crime. We pick, p- pull, you up, pull up your uh, pants. Stop listening to the hip hop and the Snoop Dogg. But then when it comes to the <laughs> grievance of the white anxiety of the of the violent insurrectionists, it's like, dude, these guys are going to get away. Like, that's what you keep seeing. Like, why? I think the core of what you're getting mm-hmm, at and, and the mm-hmm, core of our, mm-hmm. our, our anger and frustration is you and I are not part of the Justice Department. Mm-hmm. And on the top of our head, we just rattled off multiple examples of criminality or, or something that deserves at least scrutiny. Right. right. Just top of our head. Right. Right. You have people admitting that they did this. You have a friggin' memo. You have text messages. You got confessions. You got slideshows. You got it all. You got the you got Donald Trump here saying it, right? You got the violent insurrection. You got, you got, the got five smoke dead people. And the gun, right? Like literally, you got the smoke <laughs> and the gun. 
and the dead bodies, and the dead bodies, including a dead cop. And the Justice Department, we're told, listen, have faith in them. Listen, they're, they're, it takes a long time. Listen, you know, you want to make a you want to make a good faith case. And then you got Adam Schiff, uh, congressman, right? He was asked this week. So when are we going to see public hearings? This is what he said. Could be a couple of weeks. Could be a couple of months. I'm like, what? It's already March. What are you talking about? Elections are coming up. What, what, what's the delay? And when it comes Mm-mm. to a fighting Mm-mm. war on terror, Mm-mm. when it comes to fighting black and brown people, automatically, no questions asked. Any resources, money, billions of dollars, planes, bombs, war on terror. Congress comes together. War on drugs. War on crime. Tanks in the streets in the urban cities of California, right? When it was the the, the war on drugs, right? And so, it, oh, hell, forget the war on drugs. What about uh, uh, peaceful protests? Just take it to 2020. Take it to Ferguson. Look at the Look at the police response to peaceful protesters. And so the reason why I'm skeptical mm. is number one, history. Number two, who eyes. are they going after? Mm-hmm. Who are they going after? Uh, who is going after them? A lot of white folks in the Justice Department. And also the weakness of the Democrats, because you mentioned it, we have to mention it again, reports are coming out that Democrats realize they're going to lose. And they're afraid that the Republicans then are going to freaking steamroll them. And I sit there and go, what makes you think they won't? What makes you think they won't do it? They're doing it it right now and they don't even have power because I keep saying on this show and on others, if this is what it looks like for Democrats to be in power, my God, we're in a world of trouble. Right. Because all you are going to see post uh, post midterms are a bunch of uh, Democrats, you know, shaking their finger at Republicans. Well, we didn't do that to you. So why are you doing that to us? Because that's unfair. That's unfair. That's, unfair. And that's unjust. And you're not going to get away with that at, at the next election. Uh, what about democracy? They don't no give a shit about democracy. Election. They don't give a shit about democracy. That's like, what about democratic norms? They don't care. Fascists play for all the marbles. They take your marble. They drink your milkshake. They take everything. And that's the fear is that is there going to be a free and fair election in 2024 when you have Donald Trump, you know, when you have Donald Trump openly saying, I'm still the president. I won the election. We have to make sure that the state legislature brings in our electors like you literally have them telling you the plot. You have them telling you the plot. And so we have this brief moment where all the millions of people who came out, especially black and brown folks for accountability. For justice, they won't get accountability, they won't get justice, they won't get voting rights, right? But they will get funding the police. You will fund the police. And so I sit there and ask, if you're funding the police, you funded the military, you funded the military industrial complex, you funded the Justice Department, what are they doing? Why are they going after the criminals? And they're like, no, no, we're going after the criminals. They're going after the criminals. They made a huge announcement about going after the criminals. They just happen to be Russian, right? Like the Department of Justice had a major announcement last week. It wasn't about all of the indictments coming out on Trump and company. No, it wasn't wasn't about creating a task force in order to go after the American oligarchs and, you know, Ginny Thomas, who helped to fund the insurrection. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was to announce how tough they are going to be on Putin and the Russian oligarchs in order to defend democracy in where? The Ukraine. Not in America, because apparently, according to the State of the Union and every other Democrat that is a quote-unquote moderate, all things are fine. (laughs) 
From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You know what they should do? They should just say, and what I would do if I was a Democrat, I would say these Republican insurrectionists are also funding a caravan coming from the border. I just lie. I just say they're bringing over they, illegal immigrants. But aren't they funding? Aren't they funding a caravan that is making its way from California to Washington D.C. Uh, because they are modeling and, and the, after Ottawa? And these dumbasses blocked the friggin' Virginia Highway uh, yesterday, and I'm like, look at these dumbasses. These freedom. Literally, I was sitting there stuck in traffic because of these dumbasses. The majority hijacked by the rage of like 15 cars and all of them were like, freedom, Biden lost the election. Let's go, Brandon. And I'm like, this is such a beautiful microcosm of America. The majority ceding to white rage and white anxiety. And we just have to sit there and take it for like, just take it. And you know what's going to happen once Democrats lose? And I hope they don't. Everyone vote for the love of God. I, I know we, we get sometimes pessimistic, but we try to keep it real on the mm-hmm. show. Once Democrats lose, and it seems like they're going to lose, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you straight up. Tell me. You darkies. Yep. You didn't come out and vote. You blacks and browns, if you had just come out and mm-hmm. vote and saved our democracy, but you played identity politics yep. instead. They're going to blame us. That's what happened in Virginia. I keep going back to the Virginia midterm, excuse me, the Virginia uh, gubernatorial race between uh, Yunkin and uh, Because it's McCullough, foreshadowing. That's, yeah, that's what they said. Because how come you blacks didn't come out? How come you blacks and, and browns? And didn't the come question out? that I'm gonna the but question they did come that out. I'm they did come pose, out, Daniel. Yeah. The question that I'm gonna pose is hey, white uh democratic establishment, why did you dust off Terry McAuliffe? Why did you dust off his same talking points for 2014 as if nothing has changed in Virginia or in the country for that matter? Why are you still going back and chasing after the same community of white people that haven't voted for you since the 1950s? Right? Like there's never any responsibility placed on how Democrats have messed up. Because they don't go after their base and tend to their base in the same way that Republicans do. And it's the same thing over and over again. They already started with the narrative of going after uh, the squad, right, for the reason that Virginia was lost, for the reason that midterms are already lost, even though they're in eight months. Oh, because Democrats have moved too far to the left. It's like, here's the situation that we have. Republicans continue to move so far to the right, they are off a cliff. They have hooked hooked an and 
anvil, in, have hooked an anchor into the Democratic Party. And the more right they go, the further that they pull us all the way to center right. We're not too That's far right. left, right? We're center right. We can we we have we're, no green deal. We're fund the police. Yeah, we're, we're now at fund the police. <laughs> we're at fund the police. I mean, that just that's a. I know we talked about it last week. We have to talk about it again. It's like, how do you Mm-mm. rally your base? Let's just, just do a comparison. Republicans give red meat to their base. We're gonna impeach Biden. We're, they're still trying to arrest Clinton. Still, I'm like, let the lady go. Let the lady go. Let her do her podcast or let her do her book. Whatever she wants to do, let her go. But they still want her blood, right? So they throw it out there. We're going to investigate Clinton. We're going to impeach Biden. We're going to do hearings. Why? Because they know their base wants accountability. Their base wants blood. Our base wants accountability as well. The majority of people that came out want accountability for Trump's actions. This guy is openly criming. He's a bad criminal. He's a terrible criminal. He's a reckless criminal. He's a stupid criminal. He's so criminal that at the top of my head, I can tell you the criminal things that he's done. I'm not even a prosecutor, right? And then you have the violent insurrection. And you're telling me that with your power and your attorney general, you still can't get this person. What does that do to democracy, Daniel? Mm, mm, what mm. that shows the rest of us is that if you're powerful, mm-hmm. you're wealthy, wealthy. Mm-hmm. you're connected, yep. and most likely you're white, mm-hmm. you're, you're right. And you get away scot-free. And that that degrades the trust in democracy. It degrades trust in institutions, which are under attack right now. It degrades our trust in law enforcement, which is already a massive trust deficit. And then people say, what the F? Why did I hustle and bust my ass and risk getting COVID in Wisconsin to put you in charge? But which is, is why it's so important. But this, which is why accountability is so important right but now. But this is the thing. And 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 I keep saying this on Woke AF, which is the fact that I can no longer blame people, it's particularly black and brown people, for not voting, right? For deciding that, you know what? My life and my lot in life and how my daily existence is, is not being changed by who is in office, right? I Mm. still am going to face threats by the police. I still am going to get paid less than a less than a, a, a white straight man in the in the workforce because we can't pass an Equal Pay Act. I'm still going to struggle to put food on the table and pay for gas and pay for drugs and medication and all of these things. And so when Democrats are in power, they give me all of the talking points that say that they're with me, but then they turn around and they say fund the police when I'm out in the street marching for my life in a pandemic, right? So you literally are taking your base and slapping them in the face, right? That's what he did. No, but we're hijacked. I feel like we're hijacked. To go to your point, I think they realize that this is the frustration among their base, but they also realize, based on what you said earlier, is that the right wing has gone so far right to the point where I want to remind everyone, it's about a week and a half since Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar, Republican congressman, spoke at a white supremacist rally, ladies and gentlemen, and they still have not been censured. And since then, she's done like two other dumb things with her her and Bubart during the State of the Union address, mocking Biden when he was talking about, you know, uh, his son his and other soldiers son. who died. Yes. Yeah. And then today when she went against Alexander Vindman, who was part of the White House and he was retaliated against against Donald Trump because he spoke out, if you remember, once he was uh, um, subpoenaed and he talked about how the phone call was problematic between Trump and Zelensky, right? So she went against him, did more of some pro-Russian talking points. They still haven't been censured. This is how far right the right wing has gone. And so the Democrats are like, okay, 
we realize the right wing is going super far right, super racist, super white supremacist. Donald Trump just this week openly said again to a bunch of Republican donors, climate change is a hoax. He said climate change is a hoax. That's where the right wing is because it's between Trump and DeSantis right now, which is also another interesting, juicy tidbit. Let's see who gets the nomination. Both of them are extreme. There's don't say gay in Florida. Uh, I DeSantis would throw is trying Abbott to... in the race there. I would throw yeah, Abbott, 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 Texas, DeSantis, and, Texas and, and Florida is going back yep. and forth. They're trying to be who's going to be more right wing to get the nomination in 2024 in case Trump goes down or dies or gets arrested. Right. So they realize Democrats realize we have the right wing has black and brown folks in a headlock. We also have them in a headlock because they ain't going to go for Republicans. Eventually, they have to go for us because we're the less evil. We at least acknowledge them. We at least empower them. We at least are trying to do some stuff. So what that leaves the rest of us is stuck. You're stuck, right? Because you can't just afford to sit out when you got a mother effer saying climate change is a hoax. What do you do? You know, the funny thing is, though, is that I am thinking the reality is Either we are going to figure out a way um, to seize power, right? Um, outside. You said seize power. S E I Z E. S-E-I-Z-E. Yes. Okay. S-E-I-Z-E. To seize power as the people, right? Who are supposed to be the foundation of our democracy. Either we are going to come out in mass, right? Like I want, I want mass disruption. I want mass civil disobedience. I want turn out in a way that isn't just, oh, I'm giving my vote to Democrats. I want this to happen before midterms, right? To scare the shit out of Democrats and say, you know what? You're out here screaming, fund the police, right? You're out here giving the Pentagon hundreds of billions of more dollars than they even asked for. And my kid can't get a computer for school, right? My, mm. I can't pay for drugs and gas in the same paycheck as well as my mortgage. But you're telling me that we've we've got to build back better. We've got to do this and we've got to do that. They have got to be accountable. They can't just continue to use black and brown people as their scapegoats and then say to us, well, you have no alternative. We've never had an alternative because whether it's a Republican in the White House or a Democrat in the White House, guess what? The, 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 the gap for racial wealth, still the same, right? Mm. Like the, the life expectancy for black children in certain zip codes, still the same. Mm. So what do what are we gaining? It's structural, it's structural, right? And unless the structure changes, we're going to be at the mercy of the people who are at the top of the structures, the gatekeepers of that structure. So the question then is, do things have to get worse before they get better, mm. or and this mm. is the fear mm. always, mm. sometimes things just get worse, Danielle, and never get better. There you go. Sometimes things just get worse. So I understand what you're saying, but then I think about it. There's a pandemic. Yep. There's income inequality, there's climate change, there's a rise of white supremacy. Like you said, people are exhausted. They don't have the time. They're overwhelmed. They work two jobs just to stay broke. What two time do they have to, to devote to mass broke. protest? Mm-mm-mm. I mean- What time do they have? What time none. do they have to save democracy? None. I, I just- That's my concern you know, also. That, and that is, that is the deep concern. But my God, just to say that, two jobs to still stay broke, Right. Two jobs to still not be able to afford. Right. Your basic necessities, your basic. basic needs. We are asking way too much of the American people. We are asking way too much for people that can barely make ends meet to save mm. what our representatives refuse to even acknowledge as an urgent need.
right? Like, how is it that you're telling people to come out? Oh my God, you need to vote. But when our president was given the opportunity to speak directly to the American people, he spent half the time talking about Ukraine. And again, Ukraine is important, right? The potential of World War III is important. But what are you offering to the people that got you in the position that you're in? Except right. to blame them. Well, he didn't say black lives. He didn't he say abortion. <clears throat> he didn't say abortion. And also, what's going to happen is that they're relying upon black and brown voters in Georgia, in Wisconsin, in Arizona, to come out in the same type of numbers to give them the Senate. Because you need Warnock again. Yep. Raphael Warnock's coming up again. And to give them the White House. Because it's going to boil down to the same six, six to eight mm -hmm. states for the rest of our life. And what you're saying is black and brown folks come out amidst massive voter suppression to still vote in the type of numbers that barely gave us the Senate and allowed Joe Biden, even though he got the, the, the vote, the 81 million, it was barely a small amount, what kind of relatively small amount in Georgia, well, very small amount in Georgia and Arizona that allowed those two states to flip, right? It took a Herculean effort mm -mm -mm. of groundswell organization, predominantly by black and brown folks to make that happen. We expect you to do that, but we will give you nothing and we will not reward you because we're chasing Chet and Amy. I just, you know, I, okay, I can't. If I'm wrong about that, let me know. Like, what am I missing? I try to sit there and think, okay, I, I try not to be too cynical. I try to be pragmatic on this show. You guys know that. I give a little bit of the hope to Daniel's <laughs> <laughs> vinegar. Despair. I give a little sugar to the vinegar. But I'm just thinking, I'm, like, I'm trying to game the system. I'm like, there's one article that came out today that said Republicans own incompetence and infighting is harming what should be a slam dunk in the Senate races in Georgia and some of the House races. So we're basically banking on the right wing imploding over their own division and corruption. That's not like that doesn't give me comfort. And you would think that a criminal, a criminal former president right? Uh, members of your party that are attached to sex trafficking and pedophilia and white supremacy and that were a part of the insurrection would be the implosion. So what does actual Republican implosion look like if not any of those things that I listed <laughs> actually register with anybody? Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Yeah, and how come you're not messaging on it, right? And I know in, in a few weeks we're inviting uh, Anat Schenker, who uh, does 
of messaging and has done the data, guys. She's done the data of what messages actually work to motivate the Democratic base, and she'll tell us this. But if you're not even willing to message, I, I mean, I, you've brought this up. I have to go back to it. Like, what a missed opportunity. Imagine if Trump was there and the situation was reversed. He would have spent half the State of the Union talking about how Democrats overthrew the election and how they're criminals, and here he's here to clean up the chaos. They didn't mention it. You had a beautiful tie-in. I know we mentioned this before, but we have to save democracy abroad and at home. We're going to bring the violent insurrectionists to justice. We're not going to stop. We're not going to stop until anyone and everyone who is responsible for that travesty is brought to account. I've emboldened Merrick Garland, the Justice Department, to upturn every Mm, rock that mm, he can mm, find mm, to mm. bring these people to justice to ensure that our democracy remains a viable democracy and that never happens again. Like those types of words. Did that that, that come through? Am I missing something? No, no. I I, I listened. I read the transcript. I looked for any sign of life, right? That there there were people that were going to hold anyone, anyone accountable other than the low-level foot soldiers, and there was nothing, right? Even, again, I, I mean, what is it? What, do, it, it, Trump was right. The only thing that would, and it wouldn't even bring him down, actually. He said that it would bolster mm. his polls. So what is it? Is it just Republicans out in front of the Capitol uh, committing murder? Like, what is it that doesn't look like Republican implosion, if not all of the things that we are talking about? How is it that the Senate is a slam dunk? How How is it possible that Democrats are given like this wonderful cuisine of fuckery and then you're choosing to like, oh, push it aside. Let's, you know, let's talk about anything other than what is in front of us, anything other than the tragedy that is unfolding with our own democracy. Again, there was a thread. There was a thread and a through line to make between the Ukraine battling for their democracy and America battling for theirs. Mm. Democracy is under threat around the world. And you had Merrick Garland right there in the front center. You had Merrick Garland right there. You know, the funny thing is, it's like it's like you said, the buffet. It's like it's like going to Olive Garden and having access to the buffet and like only eating the crappy salad. Even even the tasty bread, which is like hot and warm and cheap. You're like, nah, we will just eat the. the, 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 I just want the iceberg. I just want yeah, the, the iceberg, iceberg and the no, and the not even the, not, yeah. not even the croutons. No, just the iceberg. Just the, just the iceberg. We're happy with the iceberg and a lemon. <laughs> That's where we're at. I don't even want dressing. Yeah. Well, and, and you want to take that analogy further. It's like black and brown folks takes the iceberg lettuce and once in a while we'll sprinkle some cheddar cheese and a crouton and be happy. And we're like, can we also have the spaghetti? And like, no no, 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 no. You have to wait for the spaghetti. No. Yeah, just just take the iceberg. How about the free bread? It's free. No, 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 no. 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 Pay for the bread. Pull yourself up from the bootstraps. That's what Manchin says. Right. Earn the bread. Yeah. Show me how much money you've made to get the free bread. But it's free. Here's some flour, but no yeast and no oven yeah. and no water. <laughs> get to work. I heard black people and brown people are magic. Make magic. Oh, dear God. Pray, pray to God. Pray to go. Wait, real, before we go, I have to ask you this. We have to do pop culture real mm-hmm. quick. Batman yes. came out. I know our producer, Quentin, who's listening, is very happy. I saw the Batman. I know you did not see the Batman, but many people did, Danielle. You do not have to see the Batman to answer this question or get your commentary. Zoe Kravitz, who was very good as Catwoman. And uh, my wife has allowed me to have a halal crush on her so that I can mention that. I said, said, Zoe Kravitz is very mashallah. She goes, you're allowed. So she was very mashallah in the role. Excellent in the role. Fantastic job as Catwoman. Vulnerable, smart, tough, feminine. Zoe Kravitz comes out this week mm-hmm. and says that she was not allowed to audition for Dark Knight Rises, which was the last movie of the Christopher Nolan trilogy, because she was too, quote, urban. Discuss. 
I mean, you know, again, what it, what is old is always new again. And that is racism in Hollywood, right? It's, it's the fact that a Zoe Kravitz, by the way, who, you know, is by all standards, like biracial, right? From yes. a, from a legacy Hollywood family of a rock star and an actress is too right. quote unquote urban, right? As if she's what had been, uh, acting at like the, uh, acting at the Olive Garden as opposed <laughs> to a part of a Hollywood legacy family. The Olive Garden in Inglewood. I, I just, you know, and again, too urban for a movie and that is set in a city. <laughs> Which was filmed in London, by the way. And the other ones are filmed in New York and Pittsburgh and I think uh, Chicago. And yet Gotham City is um, like this sprawling uh, city. But urban, I just thought it was amazing that urban is, do- is doing such heavy lifting for black and brown. So much work. And the fact like, like, like it was, is Batman a rural Caped Crusader? Uh, Does he go to like Rust Belt diners? He's in Scranton. It's like the city that he <laughs> is. Gotham is actually Scranton. Did you know that? <laughs> I have to find these pickup trucks that are being stolen by meth addicts in Scranton. That's why I have my calling. And I'm like, it's hilarious, man. I just thought it would be amazing. It's just everything we talk about. Sometimes, you know, people say, "Oh, you guys talk about racism too much." I'm like, because racism Cause colors racism, everything. How much racism is too much? How about that? People always <laughs> say, like, you talk about racism too much. Imagine experiencing it. On a day in and day out Kravitz, basis. Zoe Kravitz is too urban. And I also wanted to say this is what she experienced in on the, in the casting couch of being too urban is what uh, Danielle and I have experienced throughout our career. Yes. You're too ethnic. Too ethnic. You're too urban. Yeah. You're too angry. How will you uh, how will you appeal to the mainstream? And by mainstream, Think about the mainstream. who are we talking about? <laughs> Chet White. and Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Chet, Amy, and Travis. And that's also why, I mean, the connective through line is... If we crack down, this is my fear. If we crack down against these white folks, what will white people think? I think white people will be happy. They're like, hey, there's a violent insurrection. You cracked it down. But I think that fear is there. You know, that that it's like goes to the refugee crisis. We have to help people who look like us. We can't mm. crack down on people who look like us. They deserve a second chance. They deserve a slap on the wrist. But if you're a young black kid caught with drugs... No, because then we're going to pathologize the entire community and say, where did their where did their black mother or the fact that their deadbeat black father fail them? But Kyle Rittenhouse and the rest of them. Oh, they're Mm. patriots. Right. Like the reason why we continue to call out these things, folks, and make it so clear is because the distinction is glaring. Right. Like the, the racism is glaring that they're not even trying to pretend anymore. You had these reporters reporting on the Ukraine. Oh, my God. Look at these white and blue eyed blonde people fleeing. I mean, they have Starbucks and Instagram like us, like they're middle class. It's not Syria or Afghanistan. Right. To say that you can't possibly have empathy for people who don't look like you and who don't pray like you. And that is disgusting. And they didn't even when the reporters caught themselves, they didn't even stop. They were just like, well, it is what it is, because who's going to push back? No one. But you know, but you know who has empathy is is usually the savage, the brute, the demon, the invader. Those of us who are uncivilized, usually we're the ones. If you notice, we're the ones who end up saving America. We're the ones who end up caring about everyone else. We're the ones who who are asked to carry the burden now of saving democracy. And all that we ask for is that the people that we elect fight for us, and at the very least. Hold those criminals who try to destroy this democracy 
accountable. We've got eight months. Let's see if they're up to the job. Let's see if they're up to the job. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I am Danielle Moody. I am Wajahat Ali. And we will be back next week if, in fact, there is a country and a democracy left. Inshallah. Inshallah. Inshallah.